How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's tough being a parent at all. We all know that, right? And then as far as eating goes, it's really stressful for a lot of families because a parents feel like this responsibility that they need to feed their child well. And you know, we're telling them that like, you know, your kids should be getting five fruits and vegetables a day and you really want to offer these things. And they're doing that. And then the kids are like rejecting them. <laughs> and then the parent feels like, it's my job. I need to make sure they eat. So they force it. And then the kid pushes back even more and starts to really hate it. And then you just actually have this psychological disaster that's Dr. Natalie Muth. She's both a pediatrician and a registered dietitian. She's talking about this common problem of getting kids to eat the nutrients that we all know they need. Myself as a pediatrician, this is one of the most common problems I hear. Parents ask me what's missing from their kid's diet and whether I think their child needs vitamins. So if you are dealing with a picky kid, I want you to know it's really common. If you take a room with four toddlers in it, at least one of those kids will have eaten zero servings of fruit on a given day. If you take a group of three toddlers, one of them will have eaten no vegetables on that day. So when parents ask me about vitamins, I think that they expect me to say, yes, their kid needs them or no, they don't. But it's actually a far more complicated problem than that. And that's what we're going to talk about today. The bottom line is there are very few vitamins that you need. Most are not necessary at all. They just cost a lot of money and they might cost you a fight with your kid. So what do you think is the most common vegetable that kids do eat? I'm going to talk to Dr. Natalie Muth and we will get the answer to that and all of our questions about vitamins. I'm Dr. Wendy Hunter and I'm the pediatrician next door. I'm that doctor friend you call for practical advice about your kid's health. I mix the science of medicine with the reality of parenting. So I'm super worried about my son, Lucas. I feel like he's the pickiest eater. I just don't understand. I feel like when he was a baby, he ate everything. Like he would, whatever we had, he would just eat it. I feel like he would eat more than me. But lately I feel like he doesn't eat anything and he just wants to run around and play and I can like barely get snacks in him all day. I feel like he's made out of like mac and cheese and French fries, but like I wanted him to have healthy organic food, but he won't eat any of that stuff. And so... I feel like he must need vitamins. That's Jessica. And she's talking about her son, Lucas, perfectly describing this familiar problem that kids have a natural instinct to eat calories for growth. Unfortunately, they really don't automatically choose a well-balanced diet. What is the most common vegetable kids eat? It's potatoes. You know, French fries, mashed potatoes, tater tots, more French fries. Parents naturally want to fill in the gaps in a kid's diet with vitamins. 
And we know kids do follow their appetite and they eat when they need to. They eat when they're hungry. And some days they eat nothing and other days they eat a ton. So today we're not talking about the volume of food or the caloric content of the food. We're talking about the actual mineral content of that food. Multivitamins do provide B vitamins. They provide vitamin C and zinc and lots of other nutrients. I asked Dr. Muth whether kids actually do need these multivitamins. And here's what she said. Great question, Wendy, because it comes up all the time, whether or not uh, to give kids multivitamins. And most of the time, kids don't need them. So Almost always, I encourage parents to continue to offer the variety of fruits and vegetables and for kids to get the nutrients that they can get from actual real foods when possible. Where did this idea come from that kids don't get a good variety? And why do we think our kids need vitamins? Well, vitamins are a really new phenomenon. In fact, they were discovered in the early 1900s. And at that time, diseases were thought to be due to poor sanitation and unclean hygiene. So a movement began to sterilize foods to get rid of bacteria, molds, and toxins. For example, rice was polished, grains were milled to get rid of the outside husk. And these processes did make foods safer from contamination, but it destroyed all of the healthy B vitamins that were found in grains. Similarly, milk was sterilized, which destroyed all the vitamin C that naturally occurs in milk. And we started to see cases of scurvy. This was particularly a problem among rich families because they had access to what were thought of as the best foods. Scientists tried to figure out what was causing these illnesses, and they discovered that foods didn't just contain carbohydrates, fats, and proteins, but they also contained other things that they called accessory substances. And in 1912, a scientist by the name of Funk named these substances vitamine. And I gotta be honest, if my last name was Funk, I would definitely have called them funky substances you know, after his last name. Early vitamin supplements were made from yeast extracts and they were chock full of B vitamins. And at this point, the supplement and vitamin industry took off. And it was over the next couple of decades, there was an enormous unregulated industry of different kinds of supplements that made crazy health claims. Take a minute, see what's in it. When you're buying a vitamin product, read the label. Make sure you get all the vitamins recommended by government experts. You do in VIMS, and three essential minerals also. Get VIMS at your druggist. VI for vitamins, double MS for minerals. VIMS. Who were these government experts? It was President Franklin Roosevelt. It was during World War II when soldiers were arriving for service with disabilities from poor nutrition. And President Roosevelt created a program that defined the original recommended dietary allowances, or the RDA. And in 1941, there were eight substances that were listed as essential to the diet, meaning that you had to consume them or eat them in order to get enough. And by 1968, there were 12 substances defined as RDA. And now today, there are 27 vitamins on the list of recommended dietary allowances. And there are still more essential substances being discovered every year. And here's where things get even more complicated. Each vitamin is not just a single substance. If you can think back to high school chemistry, do you remember what an isomer is? Isomers are chemicals that are made up of the same chemicals, but they have a different arrangement. A good example of this is caffeine, which, you know, is in coffee. If you take caffeine and you rearrange the molecules just a little bit, it becomes theobromine, which you find in dark chocolate. And if you arrange it a little bit more, it becomes theophylline, which is in black tea. So these are all isomers. They're the same chemical, but they have a little bit different arrangement. 
It's like if you wear your hair in ponytail one day and then the next day you wear a braid, you have a different hairstyle, you get a different effect, but you still have the exact same hair on your head. So vitamins can actually be referred to as vitamin isomers or vitamers. Vitamins come in a variety of related forms or vitamers that all perform a very similar function in the body, but not identical. Vitamin A is not just a single vitamin, it's a family of substances, and it includes retinol, retinal, retinoic acid, and beta-carotene. And beta-carotene is a really interesting example in that it's not just a vitamin, it's actually what's called a provitamin. And that means it's not active in your body, but is converted once you eat it into other active forms of vitamin A. And your body uses each of these forms in a little bit different way. So if you eat foods that are rich in beta-carotene, you get lots of different forms of vitamin A. And if you eat a vitamin pill, it will contain only one single type of vitamin A. So if you eat foods like spinach, carrots, and squash that are rich in beta-carotene, your body will break it down into whatever form of vitamin A it needs. This can cause a little bit of a problem in that vitamins can be toxic if you get too much. Some vitamins have toxic effects when they're consumed in a large amount and certain single types of vitamin or vitamins have a greater potential for toxicity compared to other forms of the same vitamin. There's a disease called hypervitaminosis A, and it's toxic if you eat too much of any of the single vitamin isomers like retinol, retinal, or retinoic acid. And there are kids who will think that a vitamin is really fun if they see a gummy vitamin in your closet and they'll eat the whole bottle. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Some research studies have actually shown there's a potential for toxicity in young kids if they just take a vitamin on a regular basis because the vitamins are not regulated. Any single given vitamin that you buy in the store can have multiple times more vitamins than are listed on the label or far less. The law requires that pharmaceuticals meet specific quality standards, but they don't apply to supplements. They only apply to pharmaceutical medications. U.S. law requires that pharmaceuticals meet quality standards but they don't apply to vitamin supplements. The U.S. Pharmacopoeia was created 
and it defines quality standards and also verifies dietary supplements. And this is done on a voluntary basis. So if a given company wants to have their supplement verified, they submit themselves to the U.S. Pharmacopeia. If they pass, they get a mark on the outside of the vitamin package that says USP. And that's what you want to look for to know that you are getting a quality supplement. And in fact, you can check their website at quality-supplements.org to find out which brands are part of this program. Generally, we do not recommend vitamin supplements with the exception of vitamin D. Vitamin D is the only substance that we can't get through the diet. You can only get it through exposure to ultraviolet radiation from the sun. You can get vitamin D in a few foods, but never in adequate amounts. There was a really cool study that compared kids who take multivitamins to kids who don't. And the kids who take vitamins were just as deficient in vitamin D as those kids who don't take any supplement at all. Kids often do need vitamin D supplementation, but multivitamins don't provide a sufficient amount. Where do we get vitamin D? Humans evolved to depend on sunlight to produce vitamin D on our skin. In fact, some groups of humans evolved to have lighter skin to allow vitamin D producing solar radiation to more easily enter their skin. Now that we avoid sun and use sunscreen, every one of us has lower vitamin D levels. This is one vitamin that you do want to make sure your child is getting enough of. I talked to Dr. Muth about this. Vitamin D supplement is something we recommend for all breastfeeding babies, at least until they're 12 months old and they've transitioned to cow's milk and having vitamin D fortified milk. We also can recommend it sometimes for kids who may not be getting enough vitamin D from their diet. Not a lot of foods contain vitamin D naturally, but dairy products tend to be fortified. So if kids are getting two to three servings, depending on their age, of dairy products that are fortified with vitamin D per day, then they may not need a supplement. But if they aren't, then they may. So in some cases, a vitamin D supplement is necessary. Vitamin D is probably the only vitamin that kids may need. The other one is iron, but pediatricians are really good about checking your child for iron deficiency. In my clinic, we check every child at age 12 months. So if you have a really picky kid, this might be a good strategy for convincing yourself they're getting decent nutrition. Ask your pediatrician to check your child's hemoglobin. And if it's normal, that's a pretty good marker that they are getting enough iron and eating a relatively okay diet. One other nutrient that evolution has made us dependent on is omega-3 fatty acids. Humans don't make omega-3s, so they are considered essential or we need to ingest them in order to get enough of that nutrient in our diet. They're primarily found in fish and we know that they're important for brain growth and development and also for cardiac health. You really only need a tiny portion, like the size of a business card, of a fatty fish like salmon or albacore tuna to provide enough omega-3s for almost a week in a growing kid. And there are lots of other options. So other omega-3 rich foods include soybeans, avocado, ground flaxseed, walnuts, and almonds, but not usually almond milk. Now I've just told you that kids don't need a multivitamin, but I know a number of pediatricians may recommend one, and Dr. Muth explains why. It doesn't hurt for parents who are super stressed out. So a lot of parents are just very nervous that their child really isn't getting enough, that they're going to be malnourished, that it's very time-consuming part of their life where they're really stressed about their child's diet. And in that case, I often will say, multivitamin, it's good insurance. It's no problem. If you want to give it to them, you would know at least you know that they're getting some vitamins and minerals that they need. And that way you can feel a little bit less stress or anxiety about whether or not they have good enough nutrition. Multivitamins really are like a Band-Aid. They don't fix the problem. They just cover it up so you don't have to look at it. 
Like Dr. Muth says, it's insurance. When we recommend the multivitamin, we're really just trying to get parents to not be so anxious about what their child is eating and lay off a little. Give them a little space to try and explore some foods. Even kids who eat the worst diets or who seem to be extremely picky, most of the time, much of the time, they're still getting enough. We very rarely will see children that have significant malnutrition or vitamin deficiencies. We do see anemia often and we check for that. So iron is something. But for the most part, if a child is growing well, if they're tracking on their growth chart, and this is something a parent can look at with a pediatrician together to see how their child's growing, where their weight is at, almost always kids are getting enough. This is really reassuring. A typical child's diet generally does provide a great balance of most of the nutrients that they need to grow, even when they only eat mac and cheese and french fries. We really don't know what vitamins the body needs, and multivitamins are just a guess. In fact, scientists discover new vitamins that we need all the time. I mean, think about all the superfoods you hear about every week. The vitamins we get from healthy foods probably are a better choice than giving a multivitamin. And now you can feel really smug about knowing the word vitamin. Kids really don't make the best food choices. So parents need to offer a variety of nutritious foods to ensure they're getting those nutrients that we evolved to depend on. And we're going to cover that in another episode. I want to thank Dr. Natalie Muth, the author of some great books on kids' nutrition, including How to Raise Healthy Eaters and The Picky Eater Project. You can find her at drnataliemuth.com. For more from The Pediatrician Next Door, find me on the web at pediatriciannextdoorpodcast.com. If you've got a question about the weird things kids do, send an email to hello at pediatriciannextdoorpodcast.com for a chance to hear your voice on the show. I'm Dr. Wendy Hunter, and I'm the pediatrician next door. This show is produced by Red Rock Music. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever it is you're listening. I'll be back next time with more.